Well, welcome back to the next phase with Steve Key Podcast. As I've said before, I live in the village of Brooklyn. It's about an hour north and east of downtown Toronto, where I spent my time before moving to Brooklyn. Now, I've been a part of this community for about a decade. Uh, and today I'm going to speak with someone who I'd like to call a Brooklyn lifer. And that's Rhonda Mulcahy. She's counselor Rhonda Mulcahy. Uh, now, normally, you know, people reach out to me. But in this case, I wanted to speak with Rhonda for this show. So I tracked down this very busy person. She's uh, currently our regional counselor in Durham. Uh, she was first elected and in the Brooklyn area, the North Ward, for people who don't know this area, in a by-election back in 2016. And then she ran successfully for regional council. And, uh, you know, just by following her on social media and the occasional chats that we have, she's really, really busy. Uh, and she's passionate about what she does. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to have her on here. Uh, not only active uh, in the municipal government, but active in the community. And that's always a great thing to say. So welcome to my podcast today, Rhonda. Thank you, Steve. Thank you for having me. I'm honored. Well, you know, I've said that you're passionate and you're committed. You grew up here, uh, much like my wife. And, you know, looking back, are you amazed at the growth of this town in general? It's astronomical. So it's um, when I grew up here, we were a couple thousand people. Um, you know, my family comes from like the 1700s and through. Um, so, you know, it's, it's been an intrinsic part of my life growing up. Um, and then, you know, here we are fast forward to 2021 and I'm living in the Stokely Van Camp pumpkin field that was formerly behind my house on Queen Street right next door to where your wife grew up. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's huge compared to what it used to be. And then what we have on the horizon is massive. So it's, it's, an, it's hard to even comprehend what's coming at us. And um, I wish I could stop it, but uh, I'm, I'm not that powerful. Well, Durham itself is one of the fastest growing regions in the province of Ontario. Uh, you know, how do you sort of balance the idea of where you came from and what you're doing today? That's a tough one um, because, you know, most people that move to Brooklyn move here because they like the quaint small town feel, even though it's 10 times as big as it was when I grew up here. Um, and I don't disagree with them. That's what I love about our community too. So, um, but the reality of it is, you know, we have a couple hundred thousand people moving into the GTA every year, which is bigger than anywhere else in Canada, uh, as far as immigration goes. And no problem with immigration. That's what keeps our economy going. However, uh, that translates into growth in the GTA and the Golden Horseshoe. And so we have been mandated by the province that this is where we have to grow. We have to grow within that area. Um, and it comes down um, from the top down and we have to figure out how we grow. So this is where the official plans come into play. And we look at 
um, the densities and, and it's, a, it's a bad word, I know, um, but realistically, we have to balance that with, you know, where's our food coming from in the future and are we going to eat up all of our farm fields with sprawl or are we going to grow up? So it's a challenge um, and finding that balance is not easy. Um, and eventually, what does that mean? Do we run out of space? I mean, if you've done a lot of reading about the planet and um, our population, uh, we're, we're gonna be maxed out in our planet population soon. So, you know, what's more important, protecting our farmlands or, or having space? So- Just, I just it's amazing what has happened in the 10 years I have been here. Uh, you know, when I first met my wife and she lived again, next door to your, uh, your parents at the time, uh, there were farms everywhere. There was the big farm uh, at the south end of Brooklyn. Uh, th there was the farmland that was, you know, uh, west, you know, of where I live. I just, I can't believe it, but I am excited to see what's coming. Now, you were instrumental in helping me uh, get on the downtown Brooklyn Development Steering Committee. I'm, I'm grateful for that, and I'm chair of that committee. And a lot of the discussion goes around how we can continue to make this a vibrant community. And I know you're very passionate about local businesses and local um, or organizations and things that, that come into there. It's really what makes Brooklyn strong. Yeah, I mean, um, I have a small business myself that is uh, geared towards small businesses. So um, it's, it's definitely something that's true to my passion to make sure that we um, give them everything that we can to help them. Um, our downtown struggles. We have a provincial highway going through it, which is why we're in the process of an EA currently to determine uh, a preferred route. Um, the challenges with that are that we have, you know, in the scope of the EA, we have to stay within our municipality, which doesn't lead well to us not interrupting farm fields to build a road. Um, so, you know, there's always a challenge and there's always something that we have to consider with every decision that we make. And, um, you know, as far as the small businesses go, we, we're also in a very turbulent time economy wise where, you know, we're, we're online shopping. Amazon has, you know, boomed in the last, especially in the last year since COVID hit. Um, so, you know, how do we ensure that those small businesses survive? We have to give them, uh, you know, safe, pedestrian-friendly access. We have to make sure that, um, you know, that we're giving them the kind of um, support uh, municipally that we can. Um, realistically, though, it's it's a challenge, and I don't know what the future looks like. I'm a little concerned that we have a lot of service industry in the downtown and not a lot of retail space left. Um, you know, but I understand the challenges of retail. So it's going to be an interesting, I think, decade in front of us as we grow and perhaps the volume of people that we have coming in will support the kind of retail that we want to see. And that's, that's what I'm hopeful uh, for as well. When new businesses come um, to Whitby or Brooklyn, you know, I'm trying to look to be able to, um, to support them first. I think that's uh, so important because if we want this type of growth and we want these types of companies to come here, 
we need to support them. And uh, and, and I know you, you're often around for openings and, and and all of that. You know, what what is the typical day like for a regional counselor? Well, if you have a box of chocolates, open it because everyone is different. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, you know, yesterday was regional council. It was the last one for spring. Uh, I was at my desk. The meeting started at 8.30 and they went till 5.30. Um, <clears throat> so it was a long day. Uh, I, you know, the, the work from home scenario is good and bad because, you know, you, you, um, you are at home and I guess maybe there's some privilege to being at home, um, but at the same time, it's, it's very hard mentally to always be at your desk at home. So yesterday was a long day, um, but today is, is pretty open. So today I have uh, a resident that I'm gonna go meet with later this afternoon and talk about their particular issue. Um, we have uh, each of us sit on committees. So, uh, regionally, I sit on finance, which is spreadsheets of numbers and lots of reports. Um, and I also sit on accessibility at the region, which uh, is challenging and uh, rewarding, but challenging. Uh, uh, locally at the WIPI level, I'm the active transportation designate. Uh, so we, you know, we talk a lot about um, walkability and cycling infrastructure. Um, but each of us has like uh, different committees that we sit on, as you know, um, you sit on the steering committee with uh, Councillor Lee, uh, but there's various, I think there's maybe 12 committees throughout the town and then there's as many at the region as well. So I also sit on transportation at the region um, and that's a challenging one. I always find that I'm always asking, can we have this and being told no. <laughs> So it is not easy. Um, and especially as the accessibility counselor at the region, uh, the two, it almost feels like a conflict of interest at times because I'm always asking and always being told no. Um, but it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's not an easy job in that I want to give everybody what they, what they need. And we can't always give everybody everything they need. So um, the priorities are a challenge. So Daily, I would say, you know, I have usually committee meetings. Um, quite often, I will have resident meetings. I talk with other counselors about some of the issues that are coming up. Um, you know, like there's, it's a variety. Every day is different. Yeah, and, and you know, you are very accessible uh, through social media. You, you post a lot of, uh, of items of interest and, and, and links. I'm sure your phone and your email probably rings off the hook, local concerns. Uh, but I appreciate not just the work that you do, but that just about everybody I've had to deal with on council, they're a very responsive group. I think they understand their role and they do the best they can. So um, I, I do have a great deal of respect for the type of thing. As a little girl growing up, did you ever think of public service? No, no, <laughs> never, not once. And, uh, you know, I think it, it really, it was, it's been a journey. It really has been. So um, getting into newspaper was kind of the evolution for me taking this path. 
And, you know, far before I had my own paper, I worked for another paper and became involved in that community uh, where I worked with your mother-in-law, actually, on the BIA in Skugog. Um, and then, um, yeah, the journey has been interesting because, you know, I just found myself getting involved and <clears throat> being concerned with what was happening in my own community. And, you know, the, <clears throat> the, the other part about that was that I was um, finding that I was missing out on things because the communication wasn't so great. So I would, that's how I started a newspaper. And, you know, and then that just continued. I found myself at town hall all the time, following stories, following community happenings, advocating for the community. Um, speaking my mind in my newspaper. Um, and that has changed a little bit because as a person on council, I feel I'm more muzzled in my paper, in my own paper than I've ever been. Um, but at the same time, I get a hand in making those decisions. So while I can't always tell everybody what I'm thinking, uh, I get to make the decision based on my thoughts. So uh, that's something that everybody should remember because you know, it's, uh, we have to be careful in our words, but our decisions are our own. Uh, and that, that paper you speak of is the Brooklyn Down Crier. Uh, I have to admit, I, I get it in my mail uh, and, uh, you know, I read it from beginning to end. And I, I think I'm a huge advocate for journalism at all levels. I believe it's important. I believe local journalism is very important uh, as I believe local government is is very important although you know sometimes when you look at uh voting records uh that municipal gets the lightest response and i i just think they have the most impact in what we do so certainly absolutely we take the least amount of money and do the most with it so so the last thing i'm going to leave you with what's the best thing about durham region oh that's a one. Oh, come on, you are a politician. <laughs> I'll tell you what the best thing is about Durham Region. This is a welcoming, diverse, and, and lovely community. And I encourage anyone not to drive through our community, but to drive to our community, because I believe that there's so much to offer and so much more to come. Well, you've hit it on the head. Um, the, the other best thing about it is that wonderful community that you talk about is home. And I think that uh, our community feels very welcome at home. Well, with that, I'm going to bring this episode to an end. Rhonda, thank you so much for this. Uh, You're very welcome. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. The podcast, uh, I'll put in the description any of the pertinent, pertinent links uh, I thank you for listening. I thank you, Rhonda, and I wish everyone a wonderful day.